Gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. All new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your man, the Candy Man, A-L-F-R-E to the D. What up, what up? You already know it's your boy, the one and only, the only one, the Rev Bob MC. To G or not, to G is the question. Y'all know who it is. Y'all know what I do. Always keeping it true. It's the Q. Y'all know who I be. It's the one and only, the navigator himself, your boy T.O. Y'all know the question that always remains, what's the dealio? And when he asks that question, he takes both hands and he points at you. Not in the train station, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Inside joke, y'all. But uh, today we're back with a couple of uh, a couple news items, a couple of things in the news in the world of hip-hop that we're going to discuss one by one. Uh, I think the biggest thing that we have here in the news is uh, Kendrick Lamar's new album, Mr. Morale. Uh, and the big steppers It faces positive reviews from other artists But faces criticism for having Kodak Black on it due to Kodak Black's sexual abuse allegations uh, We'll start with you first uh, QG since I believe you are the biggest Kendrick fan in here uh, Talk to us Mr. Morale and the big steppers It came out May 13th Kind of like a surprise to everybody And they say this is his last album On Top Dog Entertainment it's listed as a double album, and you know, it took him a good couple of years to work on this thing. And I, I just completely, completely love this album. It's it's everything that I needed in a Kendrick album as far as the lyrics, the storytelling capabilities, the uh, the production is very unique. If I got to pick a song, I got to go with track number six, Father Time, where he speaks about fatherhood and situations with his father. I mean, you could pick and choose what songs you like. I mean, you got everything on here. You got Summer Walker on here. You got Ghostface Killer. You mentioned Kodak Black earlier. And I looked at something where somebody said, Kodak Black is the Kendrick, is what 21 Savage is to J. Cole. That's a real fair comparison. And, you know, it all depends on what you look for. And like you said, this album got great reviews. You know, the critics are out there, and there's some people I know personally that don't like the album because, you know, they want to compare it to Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City, and damn, but you can't. You know, hip-hop, you change as an artist, and look how long he's been away. You know, we was, we, was, we, were, we, we were waiting patient. He ain't come out with an album since 2017. That's when damn came out. So in that time, to this time, a lot has changed especially fatherhood, you know, in a, in a personal sense. You know, he has a family, and he talks about it. So this album is great. I got to give it a 9.5 out of 10 on my scale. Encouraging everybody to go out there and check it out. And talk to us about it. Let us know what y'all think about that, because I got into some debates over it about, uh, about the album, you know what I mean? Because you got all different beats. You got Pharrell on there. You got... Um, Soundwave, Tay Beast, all these different, all these different producers. So I like the album overall. I was disappointed. All right, uh, T.O. I thought the album was good, you know, and and I understand what QG was saying about the whole uh, comparison to his other albums. Um, I I know we I know they are talking about the whole Kodak Black. Me personally, the song 
um he was featured on um it was uh i mean he tried but then there was some stuff i had to listen to about a good three times of the album especially his part because you know people will say that he's nice and i'm like i don't see it i've i've tried to hear him and he just it's not my cup of tea i don't think he's that good he tried but it just wasn't mm. now i'm not going to say his verse was the worst because obviously it wasn't but it's just not now nah, sorry can't do it and actually he was i think he if i'm not mistaken i i think i heard a little bit of his additional vocals on worldwide steppers you did okay so i thought i was bugging even though it never credited him but i just know he was on there but i didn't know it was a double album because i guess the way sure. they listed it i was like damn how many songs this guy has and then next thing they said oh it's a double album I'm like double me personally i think the album was i might get heat i might say it's a little bit better than damn but i don't think it's better than to pimp a butterfly and damn sure not better than a uh, good kid mad city the productions weren't bad the lyrics obviously were a point because i know you know we, we got a taste of it with the the heart part five i don't know how many of the hearts he's going to do because i didn't even know he was all the way up to part five and the way this goes, I'm like, is he going to be up to part 10 soon? Like, who knows? But that's K-Dot. K-Dot did his best to deliver. I actually gave it uh, an 8.5 a little bit more to a 9. They were a little bit rare hit and miss with some stuff. But other than that, I think he did good. He waited a long time to make sure he crafted right. And it, he did the best he can. So I got to give Mr. Lamar his uh, props with this one. Okay, what about you, Rev? All right. I've been waiting for this. been waiting for this for a while. So I've heard the album about four times. Um, it's not a double album. I, I know he presented it as that. And y'all, you know, y'all know how I am with the, you know, the songs and the... the criteria. Yeah. <laughs> it's 18 songs. Uh -oh. It's an hour and 13. That's a regular album. His presentation of this being a double album, I can see it based on the vibe and feeling along as the album as um sorry as the album goes on right um i i really enjoyed the first half of the album i think the first half of the album is what the fans were really expecting from kendrick right so the second part of the album he does get way more somber and i'm not gonna tear him down from that because people tend to forget like we invest in these artists for their music and sometimes it slips through the cracks that we're not investing in them for who they are as people kendrick shined a light on his personal life about who he is and who he became in the last couple of years that we have not heard him it's been a while since him has come out and i can appreciate him opening this window for us and you know talking about his sex addiction addictions are and then talking about um you know his um uncle is on in that situation and today we deal with a lot of those situations here where you have men you know transforming to women or women transforming to men or you know things of that nature so these are relevant topics that he's talking about you know where even the sex addiction and everything else he touched on on the last part of the album so i could respect that is it for me necessarily no, I'm not a fan too much of the somber kind of music, the emo kind of vibes and stuff. And the thing is with Kendrick is he is an elite artist. He's 
superior artist to most artists that are out now. So when someone like him does it, he's doing it on, on more of a bigger stage than anyone else. I mean, this guy got millions of streams. I think there's only a handful of artists who's done that, um, including like XX Estacion. I always get that name wrong. Drake, Kanye. So he's on a huge, huge, huge um, platform when he's doing um, any album. So I think the world wasn't ready for that window. And that's where um, some of this critique comes from. Because like when Kendrick drops, they expect bangers like Damn and, um, you know, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, To Pimp a Butterfly was cool. It was more musical. It wasn't really for me. You know, like that's just not my kind of flow. But um, this album, I can appreciate just the the growth and development and the maturity of of him being an artist. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, how J. Cole... um, did like for your eyes only i guess the second half of the album i guess that would be the the second part of the double cd um i applaud kendrick so much though because he really took advantage and utilized the platform that he has and to talk about these issues to talk about these things you know it's it's giving light to those who who do like um the somber side or the or the real side of an artist so you know i'm not gonna sit here and say oh it's whack or anything like that it's you know it may not be the second half may not be for some people you know and it may be for some um overall out of five i would give it like a 4.1 or 4.2 personally okay uh as for me i've always had a uh a weird relationship with the discography of kendrick lamar right so I loved um, Good Kid, Mad City, and Damn, but I hated To Pimp a Butterfly. But this this album is kind of interesting. So first off, and I'll say this and just clear the air and throw it out of the way. As somebody who, if this would have came out on a CD, I would have went and bought it. But I would have been mad had I bought it because he calls it a double album, meaning it would have been two discs, meaning I would have been charged more for less content. Because not for nothing, fellas. Not for nothing, fellas. We've seen albums of 20 tracks or more on one CD from artists before. You know? So, mm-hmm. to, to, to put 18 songs across two discs. Like, and I understand why he did it. Because if you listen to the first nine songs, and then you listen to the last nine, the, the sound of those two songs could have been two albums. Well, not by rev standards because of length, but could have been two different albums of itself because it's two different sounds. So I understand that. Um, so basically, it's not a double album in length. It's a double album in concept. Um, which I don't have a problem with because he's the artist. Um, for the track listing, I didn't have an issue with it all. Um, we Cry Together is probably the strongest track, in my opinion. Uh, um, yeah, that's probably the strongest song that I on on the album as far as message wise. Um, N95 is cool as a as a single in my opinion, but you know what do I know? Um, T.O., can you cue up the soundbite, please? We have a special bulletin. Alfred from the Rap Lab is going off. Well, maybe, but we'll see what he says about this whole Kendrick Lamar thing. And as well, well, just listen to his story. Back to the program. So, as far as people complaining about Kodak Black, this bothers me. This angers me. Because these same people who want to complain about Kodak Black being on Kendrick Lamar's album. Oh, Kendrick, why you why you didn't take Kodak over? Why you didn't get rid of those tracks? Y'all are the same sons of bitches and motherfuckers who 
when when because you know it, it's about to be summertime and the weather's gonna be nice and people going to little cookouts and and R. Kelly will be glaring through the speakers. These are the same people who who, who, who ran who, who ran talking about cancel R. Kelly, but they still listen to R. Kelly at the cookout and at their and at their wedding after parties and all types of shit. So save me with the uh, uh, let's cancel Kodak Black because y'all y'all still listening to R. Kelly. And R. Kelly raped underage girls. So let's 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 stop that right there. You know the sad part about what you just said? Is that it's hundred percent is hundred percent true? I could actually see you smiling while you're talking. Well, what do you mean that's you see crazy, me smiling that's while the, that's the that's the that's the crazy part about it. But to further add to what you to what you're saying, I, I had a conversation off the air with Tio about this. This this album years ago, you know, was being crafted. So I felt he got with Kodak before any of this stuff was really was really out there. And he mentioned that cancel culture for a reason. So, you know, I, I I feel all the stuff he did with Kodak was done way before any of these allegations came about. But, you know, hey, R. Kelly comparison, hey, Hey, man. No, you but you know what I'm saying? I haven't, Ke- I haven't heard it. I, I personally haven't heard it anywhere as far as R. Kelly, but I get your point. No, but I, I'm making the comparison because you're saying, oh, cancel this guy. But R. Kelly did far worse. And people, even though there's a whole documentary about it, and he got convicted in a court of law, and people, and people still will bump his music. I personally haven't heard anybody bump his music. Where ever since anything was going on, I, I personally haven't seen it. If you heard it, you heard it, but I personally haven't. Listen, heard it. I went to a cookout last summer, and they were playing "Step in the Name of Love," and and the women were dancing to it. So, I mean, that at that, that time, they was always playing that damn song at a cookout. No, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then when I said something, they're like, "Oh, it's just music." I said, "Oh, okay, it's just music." But you I know what I'm but you, minute, but you know what I'm yeah. starting to realize about Kendrick? One thing about Kendrick, Kendrick could be going away and then people will call him out for some things and then next thing he will address what the critics was tell, talking about behind his back. This this reminds me when he was talking about the whole cancel culture. This reminds me how people attacked him for not being at the whole rallies when the whole Black Lives Matter movement and he mentioned that same and he kept uh, addressing like a lot of stuff that he heard people talk about him about in um what's that song by Baby King? Uh they even put on the NBA soundtrack, uh the 2K soundtrack. I forget what it is. He addressed the whole thing how he was ducking Black Lives Matter or whatever. So one thing about Kendrick, he listens to what people talk uh talk about him. Absolutely. And so, when it comes yeah, to even like in the, the video of the hard part five where he yeah, was talking exactly. about you know everything yeah. modern that we're going through and you know with the change of faces of nipsey hustle and you know um oj and everything yeah he has his ear to the street and um kind of like i just was saying about as far as people wanted the interpersonal um critiquing um the interpersonalization of um kendrick's music they're the same ones to complain about um oh well he doesn't have uh bangers and stuff like that but you want to complain about kodak black like yo hip-hop fans y'all need to get it together man for real guys like kendrick they come out support what he does man exactly and he, and he everything you guys just said he said on the song savior he said j cole can't save you future can't save you i can't save you so it's it's like Kendrick takes it all in and, and he and he puts it out there and creates the picture, especially in his performance. Like you mentioned, you know, the heart part five, 
when you watch the video, you see the emotion, you hear the emotion. That's what I love about Kendrick and his, and his lyricism. I mean, yeah, commercial-wise, as far as the standout hits on Damn and all the other records, it's cool, like Be All Right and everything like that. But when you actually really sit, and that's what I love about what everybody just said, you got to listen to the album more than once. It's not just a one and done with, with, with whenever Kendrick does anything. That's the type of music I like. That's the type of albums I like, where I listen to it, uh, and then I got to absorb it. I got to hear it a couple more times to catch where he's where he's going. Like Auntie Diaries, like like Reverend, mm-hmm. that's a powerful record. That record right there, strong as hell. Yep. And and this and this album is full of deep deep meaning records. If you really pay attention to what's mm-hmm. being spoken about. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving the wheels here. Um, Rapper Lil Keed mysteriously dies at 24 years old. Um, thought, fellas, because I didn't even know who Lil Keed was until his headline came out. Scary, man. That was scary as hell. Like, Lil Keed, uh, he, he, he landed a deal with Young Thug's YSL Records via 300 Entertainment. This was in 2018. And his album came out in 2019, Long Live Mexico, which debuted and it peaked at uh, number 26 on Billboard. The website for YSL, you know, they put out the tweet, you know, and said that Lil' Key died. We still don't know how. And at the age of 24 years old, oh, it was just it was just a shock. Like, you know, people spoke out. And, you know, his little brother posted on the Instagram account and saying, you know, I can't believe I seen you die today, bro. All I did, you know, was cry, and you know, and you had people tweet, you know, you had people going with uh, R.I.P. Key. That was from Travis Barker, and you know, he was. I I never got into his music. I never even heard of the guy. But then when I heard the news and the age is what hit me, I said, "Damn, 24." And with all the controversy that's going on now with YSL, I'm like, man, like like what happened? I mean, hopefully we'll get more details about, you know, what happened to him. Um, but yeah. If I may, go, go. I'm going to turn this uh, into a little something different. I may or may not get heat right now, but uh, it needs to be spoken about. So I came across an article as far as uh, the speculation or whatever it is. It says that um, he passed from liver failure after taking um, the vaccine, Pfizer or whatever. And it's come out recently, reports of Pfizer, that a lot of people are having uh, bad effects from this. And I'm not here to be pro, and I'm not here to be anti, right? But I just personally feel like it should be somebody's choice whether they want to take this or not. And a lot of these mandates have separated families, separated friendships, and I I don't know more than the next person. The next person don't know more than me. But I feel like we need to look more into what are in these vaccines and these shots and, you know, what's going on, because he's not the only one. And this isn't the only report of someone having complications due to this. Um, 
I was very apprehensive about um taking these shots because um I had actually had Bell's palsy in 2010. If people don't know what Bell's palsy is, it's um when your nerves die and um it pretty much leaves half of your uh, face paralyzed. You have a 70 cent um you have a 70 percent chance of recovery. Um, I thankfully, by the grace of God, recovered well. I have a friend who has Bell's palsy, and she did not recover well. She still has um physical effects from it. I just feel like with the medical field, it just needs to they just need to dive deep more into the long term effects and should not be putting um quote unquote a gun to people's head whether to do this or not. And I know a lot of people probably are shaking their head or giving me the Stephen A. Smith treatment like how he does Kyrie. But like I said, we don't know more than the next person, but I just think in fairness that it should just be more in the people's hands as far as the choice or not. And if he did pass away from complications due to that shot and which affected his liver, then this needs to be more of an open conversation that we need to have publicly about this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Rev has spoken. Uh, T.O., any input before we move on? I never got into much of Little Keed like that. Um, I've heard the first time I heard him, I, I need I need someone to um, refresh my memory. He had a song I think a few years ago with Offset from uh, Migos. Yes, even though I trashed him already on uh, Mount Wackmore, but that's wow, the first you, time you, I you you listening to the Migos now? No, no, I don't. But um, he, he is listening. down south. It, 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 it's a song. Oh, it's that, a song that, called that, Move It. That's what it was. It was move it. I've heard of it um, a few years ago, and I was like, "What is this?" I knew who Offset was because I kept because they kept playing Migos a lot anywhere they go. So I kind of picked up their voices off the back. But like I said, I'm gonna stay on my ground. I don't. I'm not a fan of Migos. Never is and never will. And I mentioned him on Mount Wackmore. So what? But the thing is, that's when I first heard him, and this is around the time that uh, I guess YSL was. uh, I guess branching out with a lot of people and stuff. But the, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to Little Key, don't we have a, a brother who raps as well? Because I, I could have sworn... I he has a brother that raps. I could have sworn I've heard he has a, a brother that also raps. But I don't... I I can't recall his name because I, I wasn't a, like really... Um, as I would say, not really checking for them, but it's just like they weren't not in my interest. But at the same time, he has made songs with like popular names that people may know about. Like maybe like Uzi Vert was one of them. Um, yes, he did. Roddy Roddy Rich was one of them. Um, I think what's yeah. that person? Trippy Red. I'm not a fan of that either. Trippy, yeah, Trippy Red, Quavo. Like he, he worked with a lot of these people. Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla, even Future, and you know Future is big around that time. So, but um. It's it's getting crazy how many rappers we hear die at a young age, and it really saddens me. It's like, and 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 it's, and and this brings me to remember how Jim Jones made headlines when he said how being a rapper is a, is an occasion or like a dangerous um job or something like that. Mm-hmm. Someone someone quote me the exact um sentence he said. So it's like I feel like every time a rapper dies, for some reason, I go to Jim Jones's quote, and I'm like, ever since he said that quote, a lot of rappers just started dying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, 
Yeah, what was what did he, he say? He said he said he said being a rapper is the most dangerous job in the world. Some of the biggest artists that we've seen come out this game are getting gunned down due to street violence and things like that. Yeah. And then it's just got and there's more just coming right now. And now you got uh unfortunately Mr. Keed or Little Keed. Um I, I don't know what to say anymore because it's like all these people that's coming in the game, or I mean they've been out already, but at a young age, man. All these pop smokes gone, Juice World gone, and, and and guys, not to be confused that I'm not a fan of them, but you know they wanted to see the success for themselves too. Uh, Triple Extension gone, Little Key now gone. It's it's way too many of these young rappers that's just either getting gunned down. Hey, you know what drugs. the sad part is? What's up? He's a father. Oh God. He has three children. Ugh, damn. So it's like, I mean, at a, it's like at that, at that, at that, at that age, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's just, it's just bad. And, and, and to go on with what you were saying, me, me speaking for myself, I don't necessarily have to be a fan, but I, I, I want to see you get success. I want to see you get your money. I want to see you eat and feed your family. And you know, he was a freshman back in 2020. He was on a double XL cover. Right. That's so he was he was out there. He was out there working. He was getting his he was doing his thing. And it's just sad that, you know, this had to happen. You know, oh, I know. Yeah, I think uh, I think something dawned on my head. I think he got a little brother named Got It. Something like that. That's that's the brother that went on his Instagram and 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 and, and broke the news. Said I can't believe that he's gone. Like I just seen him. Okay, because I, I was thinking of something about Gotti, but I was like, nah, his name ain't Gotti. But I know it's oh, it's Gotti. That's what it was. Yeah, I know he's been out a while too for yeah. for a minute. Yeah, I mean, technically, he, we still don't know the cause of his death, but, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. And to, go, and to go on with you, Rev, that's something that people need to think about, you know, because we've heard, you guys remember when DMX passed away. That was also being said about, about, the, about the COVID and the vaccines and everything. And then, yep. obviously, it got cleared up later on. The same thing was said about uh, switching gears. The boxer Marvin Hagler. It was put out there that he took the vaccine and he died from complications from that. That's got cleared up as well. So with everything going on, you hear these stories. So people need to really be aware and understand what's going on and just be careful and do your research. Yeah, but uh, Lil Key, of course, R.I.P., member of the YSL crew. And speaking of YSL, a young thug and gunner arrested and charged uh, both rappers are among 28 people named in the Fulton County District Attorney's <laughs> indictment for conspiring oh, to violate the, the RICO Act, which is the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Jesus Christmas. And oh, man. That's something up. that they use against the mob. Like, they, like this is the mafia here. We're back to the days of prohibition. So... So uh, Young Thug was one of my picks for Mount Wagmore, and mm. I'm actually gonna be sad to see him go to jail. You know why? Why? Because no more like like just no more Bill Cosby impersonating when he raps. But but you but you know it's a funny topic because didn't the the mother of his son pass away recently? Yes. Mm. Mm. Terrible. And um, not not for nothing, but. 
Gunner was low key somebody I actually listen to quite often. Mm. Low key. Yeah, run that <laughs> back, Turbo. It's, it sounds like high key to me. He said, bro, "Run that rat, bro, Turbo." That's what he says in a lot of his songs. <sighs> run that back, Turbo. Uh, bro, the way that Gunner used to harmonize in his songs. Is that is that why you do it? No, 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 no. I'm my own man. I'm my own man. I don't. I don't follow no. No, because he sound terrible, and so do you. That's why I asked why. <laughs> is that why you do it? Oh, man, don't say that. He's going to sing it at my birthday party. Exactly. I'm going to sing at Rev's birthday party. You know, Rev, you know Rev, at, birthday, at birthday parties. And, <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, wait. At birthday parties and weddings, I love to do karaoke. You know Rev. what the problem with that is, Rev? Since you're a Rev and since he's going to sing, I only got three words for you. What's that? If Plagues of Egypt. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? If he starts singing, you're going to see locusts, you're going to see blood in the water, you're going to see all these different things going on if he starts singing. Well, if that happens, they're going to get high because there's going to be a lot of weed smoke at that party. Very interesting. But Well, I hope, um, well, I hope their ears closed immediately. <laughs> but uh, as far as Young Thug and Gunner go, um, QG, what exactly did they do? Well, to further go along with it, this is this is what you mentioned earlier about the Fulton, about the Fulton County District. These guys, there's an indictment of more than 80 pages for allegedly participating in street gang activities. And like you mentioned earlier, the RICO law. And thank you for breaking down what RICO stands for, for those out there that don't know. The indictment names Young Slime Life, which is the YSL, which is Young Thugs Rap Collective, as a street gang and the rapper as its founder. The charges go, it basically says that using the RICO system to prosecute hip-hop artists, and that's what's been happening. That's been, that's been the norm. You know, there's been, some, there's been some cases going on here of gang-related activity, and these guys, these gangs, these groups, all of them are being targeted. And what we, what we found out is the charges include possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, possession of a controlled substance with the intent to distribute, possession of a sawed-off shotgun, sawed-off rifle, machine gun, dangerous weapon, or silencer, and several other counts of gang activity. That's what these guys are being charged with. And they're even using their lyrics and their songs. This is a narrative that's been going on for the past few they're playing these songs in court and they're using it against them. Like, hey, you guys talked about this on the song and then they're tying it to what they're being charged with. So that's what's going on with Young Thug. That's what's going on with Gunna because they roll together. So, ah. You know what's funny? And I'm, not, I'm, not, mess. I'm not trying to defend Young Thug and Gunna, but as far as playing the songs in court, uh, and shout out to a good friend of the show, uh, Mac Phipps. But uh, I thought it was now illegal when prosecuting a rapper to to um, uh, to to use the lyrics against them. Of course, Mac and his story, we know what happened there. But um, yeah, I, I'm 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 blown away that you know in 2022 people are still bringing up song lyrics in in, in court against against them for the prosecution. I put out a tweet in a Facebook status based on the rap that I listened to growing up. 
If that was the case, then 95% of those rappers that I grew up listening to would be in jail right now based on that, their lyrics. That too, yep. You know how much crime was spoken about uh, in, our, in our era? And, oh, God. And then, I mean, you had a gangster rap genre. All of them would, would have been locked up right now with that stuff. But here's the thing. The YSL is affiliated with the Blood Street Gang. That's what makes it a lot more worse. Because now you Jesus can tie whatever's Christ. going on with the Bloods. You can put that in with YSL. So that's that's the target. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, we've heard of hip hop police. We've heard of that before. All that is still real. And the it's that that indictment has 181 acts that the prosecutors said were committed from 2013 on. Oh, my goodness. Almost a whole so, decade. So they've been putting this together for a long time. Mm. And if I may, you know, I chuckled in the beginning of this uh, topic discussion. <sighs> you idiots. November 28, 2021, I made a video talking about this. The Rap Labs YouTube channel, one of the first videos that dropped, talking about this. When you are in the public eye, it's over for the streets. It's over for that. Why are you divulging in this kind of business if you are a rap superstar? I necessarily do not like these guys musically, and I'm not taking nothing away from these guys' artistry. But when you are in the mainstream media and you guys are have fans or people who are the opposite of me who actually love these guys, give that shit up. You can rap about what you used to do. You cannot divulge in this. You are going to get in trouble. Young Thug is, is, is facing possibly life. Gunna has years on him that he's facing. Casanova. Casanova, the minimum he's doing is five. And I, I pray that it is five for him. Because he's facing a lot more than that. It's exhausting talking about this because it seems like every month it's, it's another rapper getting shot or indicted. If, if you're choosing to do a rap career, and like T.O. had mentioned before, what Jim Jones was saying, that this is a dangerous career. Understand, to avert that danger, focus on the music. Focus on the artistry. Focus on the craft. Stay away from the streets. The streets will keep calling, will keep trying to bring you in, but you have to be mature. You have to stay away from that for your family. He, we just said, um, Young Thug's um, baby mom just passed away. Be there for your kids. He should not be in these headlines. And when I was laughing, I was not laughing at these guys. Just laughing out, out, of, out of just frustration. Because it's it seems like every month we're reporting something like this. I don't know how to get the, the, the message out there, but this needs to stop. These guys, stay away from the damn streets, man. Focus on the artistry, yo. You, 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 you know the thing about this that upsets me. And I and I know that, like like QG, you mentioned earlier that 95% of people will be in jail. But at the same time, that was more of a little bit of a maybe storytelling. And some of them used to do it. These guys, on the other hand, with this era, they brag and boast too damn much about it. And at especially some point, on social media, too. and especially on social media, they boast about it in the lyrics connected to what they say on the social media. And it's like, again, we already saw one of the biggest headlines back in the day with Bobby Schmurder. Hmm. So why the hell are these people still not learning their damn lesson? Like Rev said, like, leave that shit alone. In the song, in the song, it said, 
I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. Come on, man. You can't and, say something like that. And I told them to shoot 100 rounds. Come on now. It's like they it's asking like, for it. They're exactly. For they're asking for it. And I'm not. And I and, and sometimes I feel like what what possesses them to make such stupid moves like that? Like, I understand lyrics and lyrics. People could take it how they want it. But at the same time, when you listen to it, it's like, yo, what the hell y'all doing? Like, and this is one of the reasons why I tell people I don't mind going to the old school. Yes, old school had its moments, too, with similar lyrics to what they have these days. But these guys, all they talk about is bragging of what they do in the streets. And they and, and that's it. And that's what people like. If it ain't bragging about the streets, it's sex sales. If it ain't sex sales, it's flexing. If it ain't flexing, how many bitches you fucking got? There's uh, also tiring. And, and there's also something about an attempted murder of trying to kill a rapper by the name of YFN Lucci. That's also in the indictment. Wait, oh yeah, and Lucci, isn't that what's her name's ex boyfriend? I mean, I, I I'm sorry to say it that way, but uh, his yeah. daughter. He yeah. used to go out with Wayne's daughter, uh, Reg- or I say re- resume, Regine. Yeah. Because because the indictment also says that an alleged member of the gang was shot at a bus in 2015 that was also carrying Little Wayne. So oh, connection, God. All that connection is, is you, you see how all of that is coming around? Now, and see, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know uh, if you remember when Young Doug first came on the scene. He had a feud with Lil Wayne, you know, Barter Five, Carter Five. Which yeah. was stupid. Wow. And I don't mess with Wayne like that, but but then again, Wayne, I mean, no no disrespect to Wayne. He had to come. I mean, this is the same guy who named his album 500 Degrees at one point. Bro, that don't that don't mean you get shot. No, nah, I'm, I'm not saying don't get shot, but I'm just saying this whole copyright. I mean, trying to like, you know, steal someone's uh idea and all that other stuff. That's just it. But but they shouldn't be getting shot. But um, I don't I don't I don't wish anything with the shootings in the jails, but these people got to learn. They, they need a damn brain. I'm rolling with the rev on that about the, about the streets. You get you get in this game. You make your money. You make your ends. Leave the streets. These what we're seeing now is they're trying to intertwine. They're trying to have both. You can't. And, 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 and the OGs and the pioneers are trying to school these guys and tell them, yo, you can't have both. It's either the streets or the studio. What do you want? And some of these people who was like once loved, not once loved, like I hate to bring him up, but Chris Brown was another one. I was like, what the hell are you doing with Bloods? Didn't make any well, sense. Well, to count, to go off of what Rev said earlier, um, I think that these guys can't get out of that life because when before they were famous, this is how they lived their lives. And sometimes when you when you get used to a routine, now I'm not making excuses for anybody, but you know, some people just can't leave the hood, can't leave the street life alone, no matter how rich and famous they get. Uh, classic example of that is my people. Look at C Murder. C Murder was rich and still had an apartment in a project. See, see, Al, but <clears throat> sorry, but they tear down the OGs, right? For all this, you know, everything that we stand for. But why not learn off of a situation like C Murder? And not go that same route, even though, you know, we could say what he wants as far as, you know, us thinking that he's innocent and everything. But learn off of situations like that. You don't have to be another statistic. You don't have to be another circumstance. There's no like if, ands or buts. Once you're in the game and once you have mainstream appeal, 
You have to leave that alone. And then, you know, it's up to also the people, the streets to protect these artists as well. That's what I spoke about in that video that I talked about that's on YouTube. The streets have to protect these artists too. They have to do their part. Them bringing them back into the lifestyle or expecting them to gangbang and all that stuff, you're hurting the artists. You're hurting their family. You're hurting everyone that's coming after them too. There's a well, lot of know, people at fault here. Well, you know the streets never loved anybody or cared for anybody, so. Word. Uh, and you also got to be careful about who who's around you. You can't save everybody. Body, you can't take everybody with you. You got people that are tied to the streets, and then you bring in that street mentality to where you go. A shootout or something happens. Who's gonna get? Who's gonna get the heat? It's gonna be the artists. And we've seen that plenty of times with many artists. We've seen it with Ti. We've seen it with Tupac. We've seen it with Snoop Dogg. We've seen it with so many different artists that have ties to the streets and have that street element around them, and there's a difference between art and real life. Yeah, you're an artist, you're telling your stories, but then when you have that element around you, and it's not, and, and a lot of times it's not even the artist's fault. It's like, look, you know, I'm trying to school you. I'm trying to get you out of there. But like Al just touched on, like E touched on, and you touched on, T.O., that street mentality, that street element, a lot of, a lot of people are stuck. It's like, that's all they know. So they keep that and then they get into a situation and then it falls back on the artist. When the artist was just trying to, you know, change everything and just try to change this person's life and give him a job and do all these things. It's like, that's why Snoop said it himself in an interview. A lot of times, hey, you got to leave some people behind. You can't take everybody with you. You got to school them. If they don't get it, leave them where they at. You continue to do your thing. If the friendship fall off, the friendship fall off. You got a family and a career to think about. Unfortunately, we in the era where they don't respect OGs. They really yeah. don't. Nope. Hip hop is the one as fast in the life where. And 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 like I said, we have OGs that anybody knows were not perfect. But like Rev just said, learn from their situations too. Like he was making an example of the C murder. Like what he went through, just learn from that situation. Not because oh, we just telling you to stop. I mean, we are telling you to to like you know just be careful. But at the same time, we have people that's trying to protect you and to guide you. And that's another thing. Some of them didn't grow with uh, guidance in their life. Unfortunately. You know, what I think? You, you know, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I think of Big. I think of Big because Big brought it up in an interview where he mentioned that the situation, you know, money wasn't really coming in. And then he was going to go down south and, and sell like 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 do a big sale. And Puff begged and pleaded for him to come back to New York. Imagine if Big would have went that route and continued to go down go down that path, same thing with Nas. Like Nas was schooled to get out that life. He listened and paid attention. Jay-Z, I'm sure he was schooled and be like, look, man, you got this talent. You gotta, you know, explore the talent. And 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 that right there, it, it, it goes to show you how times have changed. You know, the OGs were the young G's back then, and the young G's was schooled by the OGs was telling them, yo, you guys remember what Prodigy said about Cool G Rap? Cool G Rap told P, leave that street life alone, homie. Do the music. And he listened, you know what I mean? So it's a it's a it's a it's a different it's a different game now with these kids. Yeah, man. And uh real quick, Casanova, another one caught up in uh, Rabbit touched on it earlier, but uh, yeah. he pled guilty to racketeering and drugs, man. 
Another one. I'm telling you, man, the cycle is not going to end. They are on a hunt right now with this. And this is home here. The Brooklyn rapper could face up to, could face up to 60 years for oh drug trafficking and several other felonies. And being a leader of a gang, that's what that's what they're talking about. You know, I mean, like Al touched only pleaded guilty. And, you know, he was charged two years ago for some of this stuff. And 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 this is going down in Manhattan. You know, what I mean, the uh, U.S. office in, in Manhattan, they put the report out. They told him, "Don't run. Turn yourself in." And 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 I thought that was funny. Put that in in, in quotations because isn't that one of his songs? It is. Yep, it is. They not man. They they crazy. You know what they put in there? The the uh conspiring to distribute 100 kilograms of marijuana. God damn. It's crazy, man. Wow. Well, you know, it's, it's a cycle that, you know, hopefully will end sometime soon. But uh, to move on to our final uh, bit of, inf- well, this is not even news, but the general question. Um, and QG, you've been uh, posting this a lot on uh, Rap Lab social media. But a lot of people are saying that Travis Scott uh, stole ASAP Rocky style. Um, you know, we we've seen the uh, what people have been saying online, but but what do y'all think? Well, well, did, well, well, did Rocky say that on Drink Champs? Yeah, Rocky said that he believed he Rocky, went on Drink Rocky Champs said and said that. Uh, he, yeah, when I put that picture out, when I put that picture out, somebody shared it and said that they thought they were the. They look like they could be cousins. I mean, not in that <laughs> yeah. way, but you know, they 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 the, the way they dress and the way they you know their hair and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I would have thought <laughs> they, they look like there could be some resemblance in there. I don't know. Might want to get a DNA I mean, test. I'll chime in, but what do you guys think, man? Um, <laughs> I'm glad we brought this up. This is actually something I really I was looking forward to talking about. Um, as far you know, we just touched on it. As far as them looking alike and. You know, picture being them, right? And picture being, say, like, ASAP. And you're at the airport, and someone runs up to you. Oh, my God, Travis Scott. And that happens, let's say, like, 20 times a week. You know how tired he must be of that? And you start to build, like, a little bit of a resentment towards the other artists. I feel like in the Action Bronson Ghostface situation, that's what happened with Action Bronson. He got tired of the comparisons, and they just caught him slipping on ESPN when they had mentioned it, you know. And he uh, just wasn't feeling the comparisons and was just on some, like, yeah, he ain't doing it like I do. And, you know, we moved on since then. I've heard everything is peace um, since then. But as far as this situation, you know... ASAP, I just don't think he should have said that on drink sh- uh, drink champs publicly. Maybe he should have kept that like within his camp. I actually totally disagree. They are two very different artists um, in the same time. Yes, where it's a time of a lot of auto tune, a lot of um, I kind of call it like space music and stuff like that. But if I hear ASAP and I hear Travis Scott, I know who's who. Travis Scott's more like with the ad libs and a little more of like the harmonizing where ASAP is more, he, he raps more. He's more of a lyricist. So I think ASAP just is more so frustrated with the comparisons as far as how they look. And like I said, with like situations of people running up on him and calling him Travis Scott. And I'm sure Travis Scott um probably is tired of being called ASAP as well. Um, 
these artists just need to hold it together sometimes in public platforms like Drink Champs or ESPN or wherever and just kind of, you know, just just, just hold it together just for the sake of hip-hop and because now it looks like they're beefing and stuff and these guys have not really had any kind of like, um, like crossed lines between these years and now all of a sudden ASAP comes out and says this and I don't know. I mean, Travis Scott is the higher selling artist, so, you know, I could see Rocky's frustration, but I, I, I don't see no kind of... I, I don't get them confused. So I don't know where ASAP's coming from for real. And you know something to add to that? This you you could actually go back to 2016, rough, because one of the crew members, ASAP Nast, he accused Scott of stealing the entire crew swag. And then Man, Rocky, those ASAP guys. Yeah, yeah, yo, those guys are something. But but then Rocky, they always say something. Yeah, yeah, they they <laughs> Rocky went on Hot 97 and he said simple and plain. Let the people decide if he's a biter or if he's mm. authentic, or or if he's authentic. That's just how he left it. And you're right. I'm sure in public when they see him, the confusion is there, you know, and 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 this and this escalates and opens up a people to think that there's a beef, even though we have seen some several photos of them being around each other. They've been known to support each other's success like there hasn't been any real, real, real issue, even in 2019. ASAP put out a tweet. He says, this, 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 this so-called beef between me and Travis is played out. Let it go. He ain't even thinking about it. Well, they can't mistake them now because Travis Scott will never have Rihanna. You you know what this also you know what this reminds me of? I and, and I may go left field and uh QG you could chime in, or actually all of y'all y'all could chime in. This reminds me of the time when the early cam and drag on was having issues because I couldn't tell between the two at some point. You couldn't? No, nah, I, I could, but it's like they were they almost sounded the same. You said drag on and Travis Scott? No, Dragon and Cameron, the early oh, oh, Cameron. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And and supposedly there were issues between the two. So now when you really hear Cameron uh, um, transitions to another style um, post, um, oh, I'm sorry, example, come home with me. And it's like, okay, but then, you know, Dragon's still kind of kept in the same. And at one point, Dragon kind of switched his too. Because yeah, he didn't he did. sound the same anymore. He still kept to what he did, and you can even say it. I mean, you can even look at the Rap City freestyle he did with DMX. He he sounded a little different. So it's like around that time, I was like, damn, Cam and Dragon, Cam and Dragon, and stuff. But when it comes to Travis and and Aesop, I'm sorry, there's no, there's I I don't think he stole his style. It, it's it's type different when it comes. But to But you know two. what made it worse? You know what made it worse? And Rev touched on it earlier, and and I think all you guys touched on it. Who asked him? Who 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 put that thought in his head? In drink champs. Nori. Nori. And I love you, Nori. But you see a lot of artists get in trouble going on drink champs. Like he I, he flat out said, he said he looked at ASAP and said Travis Scott stole his style from ASAP Rocky, and Rocky simply replied like, yeah, just simply like, yeah, he did. But I guarantee you, if he didn't say that, that conversation never would have came out. ASAP wouldn't have come out and say, yeah, you know, I want to talk about Travis Steele and my style. And yeah, Nori's becoming like Vlad. Yo, thank you. I was just about to say that. No, he's right. He's right. I'm sorry, man. 
He's I'm right. sorry, Al. There's been way too many interviews where Nori just brings up unnecessary shit. But wait, does... wait, wait. What, 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 what do you mean, like, Vlad? What's wrong with Vlad? Instigating. He's instigating instigating and bringing up all these things. Look what happened with Killer Army and Shaheem and Mickey Fax. Word. The same thing. I'm going to tell y'all this. If you're an artist and you go on a, on a show or a radio show, talk show, podcast, whatever, you know you don't have to answer the question. Oh come on! No, seriously. And then like, giving like, these guys liquor. Come on. Like 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 that last year. Worse. Like for example, last year, Juvenile went on uh, Vlad TV, and Vlad asked him a question, and he flat out told Vlad, "I'm not answering that." Yeah, but not everyone's gonna have that same response. You know, people are there for an interview. You know what I'm saying? People are not anticipating that. I mean, they should now with the history of Vlad and now Nori. And I've said this a couple episodes ago, man. I you know I got a little heat behind it, but it's like. Nori, he's changing, man. He's 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 kind of getting a little cocky, feeling himself. And I feel like in a couple of years, someone's gonna come out and say something about Nori as far as like the the little tactics he's been doing now in his interviews. Yeah, y'all gonna get us banned from Left Rack City. Oh no, 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 no! I got, I got, Rack Rack I got history of Left Rack. I'm good there, but I'm just Ain't kicking nobody it. Man, he lives in Miami anyway. That's that's also very true. That, but, that yeah, exactly. But even the Breakfast Club, to some extent, has gotten people to say some controversial shit. A lot of people and that's why I would expect it now. A lot of people are mad at Vlad now. Like, um, like a lot of them said that they got suckered into coming into the interview, and you notice a lot of people refuse to go on there. And and and, and just and just to touch on that, it's just like when Vlad is asking all these questions about certain artists to the affiliates. Like he has Tony Ayo up there right now, and the uh, the majority of the questions are about fifty. Fifty ain't going on black TV, so he's getting all the information he could fish out of Tony, and this is causing backlash between fifty and Tony. You see how this starts? That that's true. Now that now to come to think of it, because when I watch black TV, like for example, when he had um, what's his name? He had a uh, Mac Ten on there. He was asking Ice Cube questions. Exactly, because Cube ain't never coming on there. Nah, yeah, ain't never coming on there. But wait, how many, this, how many times but, has Vlad asked about Nas and his and his beats and all that stuff? You mentioned Fifty and Tony Yayo. I see Tony Yayo on Instagram, you know, under his comments a lot. Yeah. Apparently, there's an issue involving um, Tony, where you know, when Tony was saying some things, not 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 in a bad way. But 50s rebuttal was like, I made you a millionaire. What more do you want? Oh, boy. So now it opens up the wound. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, even though we didn't touch on G-Unit, what we're going in is as far as the instigation whole thing. Like, you got these journalists, you got these people that come out and they say these things and they ask these things because they know what's going to happen. They know what the views and what the reaction is going to be. Damage control need to be done. And Nori, I love you, Nori, but you got to be careful, man, because this and 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 we gave a couple of examples. Look at the, look at the whole thing with Kanye West. Look at the interview with Kanye West. How many oh, yeah. feathers Kanye, that ruffled? Kanye went on uh went on drink champs and said a whole bunch of shit <laughs> without um, being instigated. My man, my, yeah. my man, my man said my man said you asked ten people. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. I was a QG crib watching this. He's like, yo, you asked 10 people, who would they rather be? Kanye West or Top Quality? <laughs> and, and look, 
And then you that wonder why, true. and then you wonder why Kanye don't don't have much friends. And look what else <laughs> happened between between Fifty and Fifty and Jay Z. Yep. Apparently, Nori Nori quoted saying, "You know, I tw- I spoke to Jay Z, and Jay Z told me that the that the white boy said he ain't doing it unless Fifty. All about the, the Super Bowl. Show. That's right. Right. So Nori heard this from Jay Z, and then he said this. Fifty got pissed off. Some I'm telling y'all, mark my words, mark this podcast down, this date. Somebody is going to come out and say something about Nori in, in the near future about these I tactics. But, but, I think, but, I, you know, I think it's know, already how, happening. But you know what, though? How much blame could you place on Nori? Because there's been there's been episodes of Drink Champs, well, like with Trick Daddy and Silk the Shocker, where nothing controversial was ever said. I think it depends on the artist. I mean, this is the same guy who tried to play a uh, terror squad song with Cuba Link when Fat Joe was coming in. Come on now. And, and another and another great example. You saw when Nas was on Drink Champs, there's certain questions Nori avoided on purpose. You could tell. Because when other people that were there that were affiliated with Nas, he would ask them about it. When Nature was up there, he would ask Nas questions. When Cormega was up there, he would ask Nas questions. He didn't ask Nas anything about nature and Cormega for a reason. Because just to get Nas to just be there and do an interview on Drink Champs, who would expect that? Yep, that's big. Nas don't really do interviews these days. Unless he it's like didn't want to jeopardize. Right. He, he unless, didn't want to jeopardize the friendship by asking a question like that. Yep. Unless it's like Angie Martinez or somebody that he, he's comfortable with. He don't do interview a lot of interviews these days. Oh, God. Last time he was on Angie Martinez, he went on a tyrant. Who? <laughs> Nas that during that whole uh Jay Z situation. No, 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 no. He's been there ever since, bro. Uh, after, uh, after, I mean, after. I mean, I haven't got a chance to really hear much. Oh, actually, he, I, he I, was I, on Angie Martinez like around like 2019. 2019. Was, yeah. Just about, yeah, just about. Yeah, she was on Power 105, right? Yeah. yeah. When she yeah. first got there. Speaking right, of which, yeah. how is Angie doing? I hope she's doing well. Angie's cool. Angie's uh, still the voice of New York. That's right. Keep it a re- keep it real, Mama Angie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of Rap Lab Podcast. Before we head out, though, two things. Number one, uh, our good friends at Project Codename Wrestling have their Exodus event June 11th, Union County, New Jersey. And uh, no, Rev, I'm not being on my mind. Yes, yes, you are. I'm, I'm telling Miguel Sosa, I screenshot you. He told you, don't be on my mouth and you continue to be on my mouth. <laughs> I can't wait to show him the things you've been saying about him. Uh oh. And, and he just, all he did was imply a little bit of extra help, and that's fine. And you want to go and you want to say these things about him? I'm on Miguel Sosa's side, man. First class, baby. Oh, my. You're not even Dominican. Stop. Come on, man. You, you, you and Ray Sanchez kill me, man. It, it, but, does, uh, it doesn't matter. We're brothers. But uh, and, uh, that, that event will be in uh, Union, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Union County in Union, New Jersey. Rap Lab will be there. So uh, We I'll also uh, want to add in something. Sorry sorry for the interruption, but we sure. also want to send our hearts out to all the people in Buffalo that lost their lives, man. Oh, God. Yeah, man, man, with that grocery store shooting. Yes, sir? Jesus Christ. Shout out man. to all the peoples in Buffalo. I even checked in with my home with my homegirl, Bishop. She's safe. Yep, yeah. And, uh, they already released one of the victims based on the... Um, Someone on Facebook, and it was a grandmother too, who just had a birthday last week. Wow, it shows we we in some crazy times, and uh, 
Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our very own navigator, Mr. Delio himself, T.O. Uh, this will be his last episode for a while. Um, you know, real life pops up and real life happens. Yeah. Um, I just want to, like, like I told him before we started recording, um, T.O., you know, you always have a, a place here. And when your schedule allows, your, your, your seat will... Uh, your, your seat will be here waiting for you. Rap Lab will be here waiting for you. and oh, You'll never no. be replaced on this show as long as you want to be a part of it. Oh, you already know that, man. And don't worry, everybody who's listening. I won't go away. It's just it's just got to step away for a very, very long time right now. But still keep up with the samples that you will see on the stories of the Rap Lab Pod IG page. So there will be still some sampling stories because I am the sample man. And uh, and T.O. Uh, has been working hard on the album, The Navigator Volume 2, which uh, we will release the artwork on the IG so that everybody can see it because it is, it is some funny shit. <sighs> uh, I think I'm yawning on that one, but okay. Well, well, even though you're yawning on that, you won't yawn on this. What? Yawn on what? Wait for it. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh boy, what is he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> oh, see, even 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 what you trying to play ain't gonna. What the hell is that? Meet the Carmel King at the castle. Oh God, not the strike commercial ball things. If you have the audacity to play beat rock and skill sports. Okay, finish it. Okay, uh, Pete Rock, we're gonna have to speak about that. Just, just let him know. I'm not finishing for him. He should know better than that. Pete Rock, he should know better than that. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're gonna carry. We're, we're gonna gladly carry the uh, the rap lab flag for you, uh, To, while you're gone. And uh, like I said, when you're ready to come back, bro, dust off your seat, and, and uh, my singing will keep it warm for you. No, no, because well, you got fi- to leave too if you. Can sing. <laughs> yeah, man, it'll be down with me and the rev. <laughs> nope. Take him with To. If if To, if you taking a hiatus, take him with you. <laughs> that way we don't gotta hear that god awful singing. Yeah, but if I take a hiatus, the, the the ratings will tank. The ratings tank when you start singing Ron Isley. So I mean, what you saying? No, no, the the the, the, the drinking water in India will, will be contaminated if I take. A hiatus. On that note, <laughs> the drink, right drinking water got contaminated the moment Kali was champion and Jinder Mahal and all the rest of them. It's big. Uh-huh. Oh, you stop it! But uh, don't do the Maharaja like that. Yeah, no, no, no. The, don't ma- do the Maharaja. The, the Mahahaha. The Mahahaha. He's a joke. <laughs> Get him out of here. Don't do that, but uh, no love for Jinder Ball. Folks, this has been another episode of the Rap Lab. We catch y'all the same time, same place next week. Oh man, Peace. yes indeed. Peace.